0: And uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family friendly Numenera actual play podcast. My name is Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Nehemiah has once again been pulled into a strange, otherworldly place. It seems that the beanstalk has more of a connection with dimensions than originally thought. Doors are opened, threads are followed, and sweat happens? Join us as Nehemiah Smolren and Jory put more of the pieces of this puzzle together. nehemiah you also feel yourself fuzz and dissipate but nothing holds you solid here and nehemiah kind of evaporates Mm. for a moment oh boy and you do hear that sound as he does so uh
1: okay uh what do we do any any suggestions I am going to look down
2: and see was there any kind of line on the floor that we stepped over? Is there any indication
0: of like a force field? There's no physical indication. The only thing that has any sort of indication that there was something different is what you felt. And you also notice that Molly seems to look sick to his stomach. Jory, you look over at Mac, who seems to be completely fine.
3: What 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 is Nehemiah seeing? <laughs> That's the question. Hey, let me rephrase that. Better question. Is Nehemiah seeing?
0: <laughs> Nehemiah is, in fact, seeing. Okay. Okay. Good.
2: Step. Good news is you're seeing. Bad news is you're mm-hmm. in the meat place.
0: <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> you are in some outdoor place. There is a sun in the sky. There is some rocky, mountainous area mm-hmm. nearby. But as you look, there seem to be, like, some plants Mm-hmm. nearby, but on closer inspection, they look more like animals than, than plants. It's like some sort of actively living and moving thing.
3: Huh. First off, the telepathy bond is still up. Still I up. think it's a small wren. Can you hear me? Can small wren hear him?
0: Yes. Same deal. It sounds like it's very far away, very muted, but you can hear him. Yes. I can hear you. Where are you?
3: Outside somewhere there's these weird they look like plants but they're moving like animals. I bend down like I take a knee and I just kind of like put my hand out for one to kind of crawl up onto his hand.
0: It doesn't actually crawl it's still planted Mm -hmm. but in looking at it it almost looks like little antennae of creatures that are rooted in the soil.
3: Huh I just kind of poke one
0: it kind of like recoils a bit but then comes back out and waves a little bit okay looking up you see at first what looks like clouds across the sky but they're yellow Mm -mm. rather than like the puffy white that you might be used to and they look a little more contained than like fluffy and gaseous and it looks almost like some sort of buoyant gas bubble huh You look over and you see a tree that is, upon closer inspection, a mud mound of sorts. Looking at it, it looks to be maybe an anthill or something close to it, but it's shaped just like a tree.
3: This place is weird. How long have I been gone?
0: A couple minutes at this point, and this time in calling back to Smallrin, the time matches up.
3: Okay, I will think back. You guys keep Trying to figure out what's going on. I'll try and figure out a way back.
0: Understood. Nehemiah, you think that if you can find something that has a similar energy that you have felt every time that you have passed through whatever this is, you might be able to use that as an anchor to pull you back.
3: Okay. Nehemiah will start moving towards the tree because that's on the ground.
0: You move over towards the tree and... Sure enough, there are some ants kind of crawling up and around it. They don't look quite like the ants you're used to. No,
3: why would they? Why would they be normal?
0: Slightly different colors. They look almost a little more bulbous. Kind of like big round boys. Hmm.
3: Nehemiah will just very carefully and gingerly pick up one of the thick ants. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Does it do anything?
0: Its arms kind of, legs wriggle around a little right. bit. But that fuzzy feeling is pretty evident here.
3: Hmm. I'm close. I put the little guy back. Do I still feel that fuzzy feeling? Yes. Okay. I will use uh, two might to do an impressive display. I would like to launch myself on top of the tree with my sword spear.
0: You get a running start and almost pole vault up to the top of the tree. And above it, you see one of these buoyant cloud, Mm -hmm. gas bubble
3: things. Sure.
0: Close enough that you could probably reach your arm into it if you wanted to. Looking at it as it's floating down, it is rather than gas, it's actually a swarm of minuscule insects. Whoa. But that fuzzy feeling is super strong here.
3: Closer to the thing? Yes. (sighs) I'll think back. All right, I'm going to try something. This is risky. And I will just kind of stick my hand in the swarm.
0: You do so. And you don't feel them swarm down you, but they do kind of start like covering your arm and the rest of you. And you hear... What you think is a crack of thunder, but it sounds more metallic. Uh huh. Come from above, and you see more of these clouds start appearing. And all of manner of like creatures and these plants even kind of like start shrinking away from what's happening. And as this cloud almost completely envelops you, you start to fuzz out and dissipate and <laughs> you're sent back.
3: Oh, that was so dumb. Oh, that worked, but that was so dumb.
2: Yeah? Welcome back.
3: I touched a whole bunch of weird bugs and they brought me back.
2: (laughs) Alright. That is becoming a bit of a theme.
3: Yeah, I think... No, you're right. No, you're right. That's a theme. This place is infested. (laughs) This place is infested with weird (laughs) interdimensional bugs and I don't have any other explanation for anything else that's going on here. It's a
0: pretty good one. I really didn't think that this place had anything to do with insects. I was really more concerned about the stone. But if you say that this is more bug-related, I'm sure a shift in belief system could happen.
3: <laughs> I, look,
2: <laughs> Mac,
3: I'm here for the energy. I'm here for the plasticity. <laughs> However, excellent word. Before we go ahead and, and make any doctrinal changes, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, test some hypotheses first.
0: Uh, Jory's going to have a nap. <laughs> science has always been a bit more of what the Vargellan do, but if you insist that it would line up with the way that we could understand the things around us and have a more solid belief system, then I I could be on board for that. See, science there.
3: is just going to agree with, re- if a religion is correct, the science is going to line up. There with you
0: go. It. It's kind of
3: where I land. Ah. Use the science to determine the faith, not the faith to determine the science. There
1: you go. This guy. All right. I'll try.
3: It's all we can ask. I believe in you. Wink.
0: Where did you go this time?
3: Outside, but also- Just outside. No, but like not outside. Like not an outside I've ever seen or been to. There were these clouds that were just bug swarms. And they're what brought me back because I touched one. There was an anthill that looked like a tree. Just like a dead ringer for it. Like 10 out of 10 recreation. The ants are real thick too- Except, Oh, and that, like, the plants were much more animal than I'm used to. It was nice, though.
0: Interesting. So I'm just going to throw this out there, and and feel free to shoot me down if you feel that I'm completely wrong. I'm going to make the assumption here that you aren't going to other places that are actually in the Ninth World.
3: (sighs) Yeah, probably not.
0: Some of this stuff might not be out of the realm of possibility, like wherever the twisting hallway thing was. Mm. There's probably enough ruins out there that could be weird enough for that. But like meat stuff and bug place. um.
3: Nowhere near here, that's for sure. The world's big, way big. And there have been eight other civilizations before us. Who knows what they have made? That all being said, I don't see any reason to shoot you down. I don't see any reason to verify it either. But then again, I'm really content living my life just saying I don't know and keep pressing forward down the hallway.
2: I will also point out that we are doing this in part to rescue people that have been pulled to another dimension.
3: That is true. Little bird raises a good point.
1: Ah, <laughs> Little <bird>. Boy. <laughs> Small ram. How long oh. have you been waiting to bust that one out?
3: Literally a year.
1: Uh, (laughs) Oh my god.
3: Literally a year.
1: Uh, I was so I don't don't
2: hate it. I just feel conflicted. Uh, And and that's
3: fair? These are opinions I bring out in people. These are emotions (laughs) that I arise. This is a pretty standard reaction to Chase. Yeah, no. This is how people deal with me.
0: This... Numenera panel is still sparking and kind of inert at the moment.
2: I'm going to touch it.
0: (laughs) You touch it and there is a flash of energy, not a spark, like some sort of like actual energy that flares up. You instinctively reach your hand back, but that energy kind of envelops your arm and you feel a brief moment of pain before whatever it is. On your back, this shield seems to, like, pull it towards that and keep it from hurting you.
2: Interesting.
0: I would advise perhaps
2: not touching it. There's some sort of energy there that doesn't like us, although the shield I'm carrying seems to redirect it or absorb it.
3: Hmm. Nehemiah takes a long look at the panel nods his head. Yeah, we are completely out of my depth now.
2: Is there any kind of writing on the panel? Is there anything in perhaps the language that we've seen before that Jory can understand?
1: Eh,
0: all else fails, I can sing. I am both happy and annoyed that I have relied heavily enough on this song (laughs) that it becomes the catch-all to
1: fix things. Well, it's especially funny too, because I think we established at some point a long time ago that Jory's
0: not a good vocalist. (laughs) We maybe we did, but we established that it's not bad that she can carry a tune. Okay, all right. Um, not trained voice. No, though.
3: No. Somewhere between me and Taylor Swift. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere along that nebulous spectrum.
0: What would that sound like? I. <laughs> I because not only is there a difference in skill there, but there's also a difference in like actual voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: Tone, timbre. What have ye. Look, it is an XY graph. I am right. in one corner. Tay is in the other. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Sing, sing. Sing a song. Sing out <laughs> Yep. Sing yeah, out yeah. loud. Sing. Yep, yep. Yep. Also was thinking the exact same thing.
2: <laughs> that is literally our response to everything. <laughs> yes. We lean towards each other and begin softly singing that in Jory's direction.
1: Whenever I'm afraid.
2: (laughs) There it is. Also that.
0: Uh. There is some writing on it. A lot of it looks to have been damaged, either burnt by these sparks that are occurring or distorted by something. It looks like they might have been like words that have then like had like the swirl filter applied to them. There are some. You can't make out a whole lot of what's there. You do find one particular part of the panel that seems to be intact. Seems to be for engaging something. But the label in terms of what it's engaging, you're not sure. There is also a button that says chamber door. Well, Votes? If we're going to attempt
2: to use this panel in any way... I would suggest that we manipulate it using the shield. Good idea. Can use the edge to press buttons or manipulate levers. <gasps> Ooh.
1: Let's give that a try.
2: Mm-hmm. Which one are you pressing? I believe that if we press chamber door, we will have to go back. I assume this is not this chamber.
0: Well, let's press it and find out. Using the edge of the shield, you press that button. It takes a little more effort than normal because it's a little awkward. But you press the chamber door button and off to the side of this hallway, the metal wall turns opaque white and then liquefies Hmm. into the oobleck and then melts away, almost sublimating and dissipating into gas and a door nearby is open. Oh, that's exciting.
2: So it is this chamber (laughs)
0: Holy Alec Mac, that was interesting. And what you see is a hallway that kind of curves to the left, moving around. Well, shall we push any other buttons while we're here? Perhaps
1: we see where this goes.
0: I like that idea as well. The hallway starts curving around to the left, and there is a curved glass window that you can see down into some sort of chamber. It's a large circular room, larger than any of the rooms that you have seen before. And you're kind of like traveling along the edge of it in this hallway, up above it, looking down. It has three panels that look to have been maybe salvaged at some point. You all know what salvaged material looks like. Mm -hmm. There are sections that are smashed open or pried loose, wires and remnants of other things hanging loosely from these panels. There are four iridescent purple conduits that are coming down from the ceiling towards a short hexagonal pillar that stands in the center that, unlike everything else, seems to have been untouched by anyone or anything that have been in here previously. And the floor seems to be covered in fragments of something, maybe synth or, like, shells or ceramic. It's kind of hard to tell Mm -hmm. from your vantage point, but it's definitely covered in fragments and chunks of something. The hallway does continue, and you do see a room kind of going off to the side. But that's what you see down into this kind of domed, circular room. Yeah. Huh. I hate to say it, but I would assume
2: the central pillar that's untouched has something protecting it, which means that might be where we need to look. Tends to be the case.
3: Uh Mm-hmm.
2: I don't see a way in there, though.
3: Hmm.
2: We might need to
0: press more buttons maybe
3: do we see like a control panel or anything like that
0: there is some symbols and writing on the pillar you can't read it from this far away but you can see that there is something inscribed on it Mm -hmm. and Hmm. it looks as though there is some sort of there's not a control panel but it looks like the pillar might light up in some way okay it has a translucence to it sure you do see on the other side mm-hmm. of the room, kind of looking past everything, a, another large membrane door. Mm-hmm. And that one is also translucent. Not perfectly. It kind of ripples sure. a little bit. But you can see another room on the other side of it.
2: Hmm.
3: What do you all think? Keep going down this hall or check this place out?
2: Perhaps we check that other room out, see if there's any
1: connection between the two. Good idea. It's not like there's something preventing us from coming back.
3: Sure enough.
0: You continue along the hallway, and around the corner, I shouldn't say corner, around the curve, (laughs) is a room that goes to the outside of that curve. Hmm. And there are hundreds of metal knobs on the far side of this curved wall that serve as anchor points for hundreds of golden metal strands connecting to each other in some sort of intricate web Whoa! on the far side of the room there is a metal frame these same golden threads kind of in it and outside of it but looking closer inside it looks to be a miniature version of this room and where all the threads are going
3: so it's like an internal schematic huh okay Is this a model of just the inside of this room? Or do we have a model of, like, the whole beanstalk? You have a model of just this room. Okay. As of right now. Interesting. Hey, y'all, I want to try something. Keep an eye on that model for me. Okay. I'm going to walk up to one of the knobs and just, like, touch it.
0: You go to touch the knob. Mm Mm-hmm. And content warning for anyone listening, this will involve spiders moving forward for a moment. And a spider... Sticks its head out of the hole. Nemo, you recognize this as a steel spider. Mm-hmm. You have run into their webs before. In fact, you have one in your pouch that yes. you were able to disconnect. And you get the feeling that maybe this is a different variety of them, but these golden threads are probably mm. steel spider webbing.
3: Yeah, they are. Which means
0: they will cut on contact.
3: Ooh, glad I touched the knob.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: I take my finger away. Excuse me, you, you live in here?
0: It doesn't respond to that.
3: Okay. Well, but kind of looks at you. I'll tap the knob like twice more.
0: It looks at you. Okay. Expectantly. Uh
3: What's up your web? No response. Nothing? Okay.
0: This is the equivalent of talking to an animal. Yeah,
3: no, that's fair. That's fair. I don't, look. Look, the world is weird. I don't know what's gonna talk back and what's not. Dogs can understand me sometimes. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) fair. (laughs) What do steel spiders generally eat?
0: Steel insects? (laughs) The motivation for steel spiders is hungers for flesh. Oh. They eat biological matter. Beautiful.
2: All right, cool. Not going to try and make friends with this necessarily. All right.
0: Nehemiah, as you are close there, kind of looking at this model of the room and all of the webs, you get the same kind of, not fuzzy feeling, but having traveled multiple times to multiple places at this point, you start getting a feeling for these things it doesn't feel as though this will take you somewhere else or this will transport you anywhere it almost feels as though this is a different place in and of itself that it has some sort of like small dimensional bubble something that disperses the dimensional energy around it
3: alright so all the places we've been to are somehow hooked up here wonder if these threads are like tethering us to a bunch of different worlds all at the same time Oh, okay. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the broadcast point, right? This is where it's all going out?
0: Supposedly. That's what you said previously, yeah.
3: These are the cables. What if these are what take it to other places? Ah. Right here. This room, this is the link. All of these lead to other worlds somehow.
2: So you're saying that this other civilization, these other beings, whatever they are who built this, relied on a spider. Why not?
0: There's nothing more (sighs) stunning, more glorious than the creation of something so natural, right? Oh,
3: man. And so, for lack of a better word, so efficient. This thread, I'm not sure, and I'm addressing Mac directly at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you've ever encountered steel spider thread before, but it is incredibly strong and incredibly dangerous. Here's the other thing. They're not attacking us. Normally, if you run into one of these things, it is a dangerous situation. But they are content to just sit and their little knobledoos and just hang out for a little while. They don't want to attack us. They have been either programmed or bred. I don't know Steel Spider's biology well enough to know which way it goes. But their job isn't to attack us. And Nehemiah will point up with his spear at the network of golden threads. It's to keep those maintained. These are all somehow plugged into different universes. It's got to be.
0: You know maybe this is a little far-fetched, but perhaps the randomness of a spider's web is the key to this. Maybe if you try to do things too directly, like looking at the thing that you found, Jory. Yeah. Maybe if you try to do it too directly, it doesn't work. I'll be honest, I'm reaching here. Um, It's good.
3: We all are. You're
0: thinking outside the box. I like that.
1: The question is, what do we do now?
3: The model didn't react to anything that I did there, did it?
0: No, OK. But in remembering the song, the three things mm. that were listed were protection, dispersion, and repair. <sighs> and this thing seems to, in some way, disperse energy within itself. Mm-hmm. Whatever dimensional energy is happening here, it's creating a dispersed replica of that gotcha inside. It seems to bend the dimensional space in some way. <laughs> uh, this is
1: fascinating. But yeah, still, what What do we do? I mean, I know one thing that I can do, but if that doesn't do anything, then uh, I'm going to defer. Are you going to sing? I've, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm just going to start <laughs> at the very beginning and I'm just going to go through. And by this point, I like to think that I've worked out some choreography, to some of this.
0: <laughs> sure. Just a little. Sure. Why not? You sing and dance and nothing particularly happens. I mean, I feel awesome. Mac gives you applause at the end uh, because the dancing was new. What
2: what kind of dancing are we talking here? Is this like lyrical? Uh, uh, is is there tap involved? I
0: I like
1: to think that it's kind of interpretive, but it's it's also like I'm trying to tell a story. Like, so it's not like it changes each time; it's the same. It's you know, it's, I'm gesturing with you know this thing and that thing, and you know, kind of reenacting what we've been through in a way that nobody but you could understand.
3: (laughs) Nehemiah will reach into his pack and take out a bolt for his crossbow that he has never once used. Of course. Because what TTRPG character doesn't have a crossbow they never use?
0: That is correct.
3: And go up to one of the strands, Mm
0: -hmm. and using,
3: like, not the sharp end, so using, like, the tail end, just, like, tap the thread.
0: It not only cuts through, yeah. like, a little bit into the bolt, yep. but that spider that you were looking at earlier mm-hmm. scuttles down very intently towards you.
3: I immediately drop the bolt and step away.
0: And it stops about halfway down, because they can crawl along their own threads. Yes. It stops about halfway down and then retreats back into its hole. Yeah. Okay,
3: just look at, just check in. Did that change the model at all?
0: You saw a small blip on there appear almost
3: interesting okay okay like a small
0: dot on one of those lines yep. appear all right and then it fades
3: i think we have found all we can in this room for the time being
0: i
2: would agree i don't think we want to disturb any of this
1: no no so all right let's um, continue on the best way we can find to do and if there's nothing else we'll have to solve some puzzles Uh Oh no, anything but that. There must be a way. There's always a way (laughs) forward. You can write that down in your brain. Mac attack. There's always a way forward. I don't think I've ever attacked anything in my life. I didn't mean that literally. I gave you a nickname and it didn't work. Let's just move on. (laughs) All right. Molly
0: shakes his head just like this poor man. Continue along the curve back out into the hallway and you continue to see that central looking large room and there is along this hallway another room that branches out to the outside of the curve looking in as you step forward and the door opens this room is empty except for two large glass cylinders and a long dead humanoid corpse in the corner it always comes back to cylinders and corpses
1: it's going to be a biography, I think, of our adventure.
0: Mm. Looking up, there is some sort of spherical device that has cables and wires kind of coming off of it that is suspended in between these two cylinders. Okay.
3: Is there anything inside the cylinders?
0: Looking closer, it looks like they're full of small, little, like, pea-sized spheres.
3: Okay. So, like, a bunch of boba. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I tap on the glass. Any change? No.
2: Nope. Okay. I would like to examine the human corpse, or yeah. humanoid corpse.
0: Yes, it is human by all accounts. It is a person who probably had a slight build, but is now a dried husk, completely desiccated. Any
2: remains of clothing,
0: equipment,
2: Numenera, ciphers,
0: some simple clothing. They have a small, hard light sword, two ciphers, and
2: six shins. Anything that would indicate who they are? Any any kind of insignia on
0: in the clothing? Doesn't seem to be. Smallrun, you feel incredibly thirsty right now. Oh,
2: I would like to take out. If I I'm sure I have like a water skin or a flask or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to take that out and just pour a couple drops into my palm. Cap it mm-hmm. again and then just kind of watch what happens to that liquid.
0: Sure. Nehemiah, as you are watching those tubes, you see a couple of the pea sized spheres disappear. Mm-hmm. And Smaller, and as you're looking, you see them ever so quickly phase in on your hands, soak up that liquid, and disappear again. And Nehemiah, you see them reappear.
3: Weird.
0: Now, as they were doing that, small, and it wasn't just the water, but as you were watching it, you saw green slime start to ooze out of your hand. Green slime. <laughs> green slime. As you were watching, it started oozing out of your hand. These things appeared, soaked it up, and then reappeared where Nehemiah was watching. I think
2: we may want to leave this room. If only because there's no way to tell... But I don't think that body has been here as long as we would like it to have been.
1: Oh, given that we had a weird time thing before, I'm not liking that thought. Yeah, let's check out something else, maybe. What do you think, Nehemiah? Molly? Mac?
3: I'm no slime scientist. I don't know what I can be doing here to, like, they react to moisture. That's good to know, but I don't know if that means anything. They
2: react to moisture, and absorb it at mm-hmm. an alarming rate. And I personally am feeling thirsty,
0: which I don't like. Jory, you start to feel a little sweaty. I feel warm. <sighs> not warm. I lied. You know
1: what?
2: In <laughs> retrospect. Not warm, just damp. It's not
1: warm. Just, <laughs> I'm feeling a bit, uh, perspirative. Nehemiah, you,
0: for a quick second... Your ears ring. Mm-hmm. A really high-pitched ringing in your ears for a moment. And it seems to be coming from this device up on the wall. Huh. And you kind of wince and look over at Jory, and you see a bead of that green sweaty slime drip down her forehead, and a couple of those
3: what
0: the heck? pea-sized things appear, soak it up, and disappear. What has happened?
3: The things from the tank just came and drank your s- slime sway. <laughs> uh... Um, how high up on the wall is this thing? Ten feet? Ten feet, you say. Ten feet, you say. You want to check it out? I
2: think it might be a good idea. Do you mind being a stepladder?
3: Not at all. Cool. Again, Nehemiah will lean up against the wall and just kind of allow Small rent to climb up. <laughs> okay.
0: Climbs up and the device up top is about the size of like a large backpack and has all of these kind of wires and tubes that are coming off of it. Some connected to these glass cylinders, others kind of going up towards the ceiling, others connecting it to the wall. But the closer you get to it, the more your ears start ringing and the more you start feeling sweaty, sweaty, interesting.
2: Pushing up my sleeve a little is the sweat the green ooze. It is. No, it didn't work before, but we weren't in this room before, so I'm going to hum the song. It doesn't do worth anything. a shot.
0: Uh, Always worth a shot. I'll have anyone, if you'd like to, roll me an understanding Numenera roll, level four, with an asset.
3: Okay. Fail with a seven.
0: Ooh, Success with a twelve. Fail with an eight. Okay. Smallren, you look up at this and are trying to make sense of it. You watch your arm the little spheres soaking up this goo that's coming out of you, you realize that as they kind of soak it up, it changes colors. Like, they're almost translucent. You can see them kind of, like, absorbing it into them. And it changes colors to that same silty yellow that you saw in the room that had the water on the ceiling. You have a feeling that it might be collecting this for that room. Gotcha. Interesting. To what purpose, you're not 100% sure. You had some theories about it previously,
2: but... I think this may be where the water on the ceiling came from.
0: Oh, You do not get the sense that... Jory, you did not stick your head in a bunch of uh, sweat That's kind water. of what I was wondering. You did ah. not. Um, I, I, I will, I will well. give you that much. Smaller, and as a part of that role, I will say that you get the impression that this device and whatever high-pitched noise it is making causes the human body to create this substance. It feels like sweat because it's coming out of your skin like that, but it isn't sweat actually. It is using human bodies as some sort of factory for this, but in that process is also dehydrating you.
2: So we're being used right now But this isn't actually something we would normally make. It's not stealing our sweat or our blood or anything. We are just a means. Although I would imagine if we were to fall asleep here or collapse here, we would end up like our friend and looks significantly at the body on the floor.
3: Yeah, not a fan of that.
0: Neither am I. Not at all. all.
3: Let's I don't know what any of this is or what it would be used for. I say we just leave this room and only come back if we absolutely have to.
1: Yeah. Okay. On to the next confusion.
3: <sighs> mm-hmm.
0: Thank you so much for listening to episode 55 of Imprinted Echoes. If you'd like to follow our podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website at imprintedechoes.com. There, you'll find links to the Ghostlight Medium merch store and the GLM Patreon if you're able to help our network out monetarily. And on that note, I'd love to thank Connor, Nate, and Patrick for their continued support. If you'd like to help out in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the show, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about what we're doing here. All of those things go a long way in helping us out. As always, you can find our hosts on Twitter, myself at and Sawdust, Chase at TQLoudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran and Bridget at Really Brigid. And of course, our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre.